Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. It's this week. I mean, has, has God been good to you at all? Amen. Amen. Real quick, I know God has been good to me. And as you're making your way back, let me uh, share. Y'all can be seated for a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll tell y'all when to get up again. You know, we're going to do a little exercise today. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you why God has been good to me. And, and this is very, very recent. Um, I was heading this way and Brother... Uh, Brother Sylvia uh, prayed for me, and I, I received that prayer. And in the middle of that, uh, um, after I came that, then uh, Brother Peoples, I told him that I couldn't move my neck because I slept on it wrong. And I could barely, like, twist it, but now I can see my notes. So Amen. praise the Lord. Amen. And then my throat was giving up, and Brother James just came to pray for me as, I was, as he was praying. I was, uh, I, I, you know when you feel when that throat pain just goes away slowly? And you know that, that it was, I don't know, it was, it was God. I know, I know that was God. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles this morning, uh, and you can stand up now, uh, we'll be taking our scripture there from the book of, of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 13 through 18. Um, and before I continue speaking, I would like to honor I would love to honor Pastor and Sister Satan for this opportunity to be here this morning, bringing you all the word. I do not take this uh, lightly at all. Um, I am, in fact, very honored, and uh, I would like to honor them as well, as well as uh, Brother Trey Henderson. He's our uh, Christian Development System Director, and, uh, you know, he's pretty much over this system. So I thank you, Brother uh, Trey and uh, Brother Henderson, and uh, um I don't know if you all noticed, uh, kind of like a uh, theme this this month. We are we are speaking about the armor of God, not the whole thing, not the entire armor of God as a whole, but we're taking it by sections. And I know uh, Brother Trey did a really good job teaching us about uh, what did he teach about last time? The breastplate, right, and the shoes, right. So um, this 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 Sunday we're going to be teaching something. I'm going to be teaching something else. So you're there at Ephesians 6 and 13. If you have, if you have it, say amen. 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 The Bible says, uh, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet, uh, verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, and we're going to be focusing in, on verse 16, and uh, we're going to read that now. It says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. And, uh, verse 17, take the helmet of salvation. So today we're going to talk about the shield and the helmet, right? And then it continues, and it says, And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Last uh, verse, uh, verse 18, praying always. 
with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. And like I said, uh, this morning we're going to be speaking about uh, the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. And before we do that, could you stretch your hand to heaven this morning and pray that God will continue to anoint my voice and he will continue to anoint this place. Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves to you, Jesus. And Lord, we come, Lord, asking you to move in this place, Lord. We come, Lord, asking you to, Lord, to, to open our eyes, Lord, to open our ears and our hearts to receive this word that is going to come forth today, Jesus. Lord, we are prepared to receive, Lord. We, we open our hearts, we open our minds, Lord, we open our hands so we may be receiving plentiful. <clears throat> Anoint my voice, Jesus. Keep touching me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated as you give a clap unto the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. And like I said, we're going to be talking today about the, the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. Now, I'll be honest. Um, I, I was going to tell this to Brother, Brother Henderson, but I'll be honest. Um, this was probably one of the most fun I've had creating a lesson. Now, at first I thought, I was like, man, I, like, I, I love, I love, the armor of God, I love every aspect of it as a whole. I don't like really talking about sections about it because, you know, the, you think of a shield and you think of a helmet, you're like, well, you know, what is there to talk about? You know, I'm there like, that's what I thought at first. I know you all are surprised. But then I went into this, you know, rabbit hole, I would say, and, and, the, and the Lord kept revealing more and more things. And I'm, like I said, this is the most fun I've had, not fun, but in, 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 a, in a way that, how, how God, it just marvelous how God kept revealing more and more things, right? And now we, we're talking about the shield and the helmet, and which are things that we usually don't think about um, a, a shield or a helmet when involving a fight, right? When you think about a fight, you want to look cool, right? Because we've seen all those action films, you know, where they do the 360 kick, flip, dragon, double kick, and they land, you know, with a nice uh, Bruce Lee, Jet Lee, Jackie, you know, all them. Uh, actors that know how to do things that I wish I could, right? See, and, 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 and you want to look cool when you fight, even, even, even now you're thinking right now. You're like, if I was to fight, I want to look cool. I want to, you know, boom, one, one hit knockout, that's it, you know, cold. And you say a, a nice cool line on top of them, like, yeah, you know, that's what I thought. Take that, huh? You know? Yeah, look at that. Y'all are thinking about it now. Got y'all thinking. But when fighting, you know, Nobody thinks about, hey, hold on, oh, so we're going to fight? All right, let me go grab my shield real quick. And, hey, can you pop my trunk real quick? i got to grab my shield. Or, hold on, hold on, yeah, yeah, let me get my helmet real quick. You know, no, you don't think of that. Why a helmet, you know? You see, I grew up in, 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 uh, in a generation that thinks that safety equipment is not cool, you know? My friends would, would talk about, I, I never rode a skateboard. The one time I did, I, I, I landed on my wrist, and I never picked it up again. I, I never did roller skates. I never did... Um, What's it called? The little thing? Yeah, whatever, those things. Anything with wheels that you needed balance, that's not for me. My wife will tell you, I was shaking riding one of them little things, you know. I still shake when I ride a bike. I know it's sad. Please pray for me. <laughs> but, you know, these, these things, you know, my generation thought that, man, who needs helmets, you know? You know, if you want to do a skate trick, you know, you want to look cool. So, you, so, you know, no helmets, no knee pads. If, and if you get hit, you know, I guess my, my generation love concussions. I don't know, but, but I don't know. Anyways, see, and, and, and now many today are not even familiar with a shield and, and, and battles or even fights, right? And that's because, because, you know, because of movies we see nowadays. You know, we see all these action movies. 
we never see them picking up picking up a shield to fight somebody, right? But and but the apostle Paul in this, he was describing the armor of 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 God, right? And and he he knew this because because he was in 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 a place where where there was a lot of Roman soldiers, right? So as he looked around, he he described this armor of God as he would describe the armor that that was seen in the Roman soldiers. And now that's something that we don't see every day, right? But that is very significant. Now, I tell you this: the only shield that I'm familiar with, and, and I wrote this down, so, so so let me. I gotta read it off. I can't. I don't know by memory. All right, check this out. The only shield that I'm familiar with nowadays is a shield that is thrown around like a frisbee by a genetically enhanced superhuman soldier with the rank of a captain that lives in the nor- in the northern portion in a continent located in the western hemisphere. And when he throws that shield like a frisbee, it magically comes back to him like a boomerang. All the while, the shield does all the work, destroying all his enemies. Other than that, I don't know anything about shields. <laughs> but the Apostle Paul, right, he, 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 in those times, he was familiar with shields, right? In fact, everyone else around him that he knew, um, that he knew, knew a thing or two about shields, right? Because, you know, like I said, they were under Roman, you know, um, Governation and they saw all these soldiers all the time in the streets, you know, in the palaces. You know, the, the Roman soldiers were everywhere, you know, and the shield in those times was the main line of defense. You know, just think about it. Back then, they didn't have bunkers, they didn't have, um, you know, high grade military stuff. All they had was shields to protect themselves, right? And historians have written this important fact about shields, you know. They said shields are very crucial in a soldier's arsenal. Oftentimes, when the enemy attacked them by surprise and soldiers had to suddenly leave to go into war, if the soldier didn't have time to put on the entire armor, they still had a chance of survival if they only were to take the shield. You know? Now, we, 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 we imagine that, right? Because the shield, what does it do? The shield provides protection. You know, it provides uh, defense, you know, defensive tactics, you know, and... A low chance of survival is better than zero chance, you know. I'd rather be in a battlefield with a shield than nothing else, you know, because sometimes, like I said, the enemy attacked them by surprise and they just had to go, you know, and they didn't have time. I mean, that armor, you read about it, you know, Paul writes in eight or six different verses how to put it on, but all the while it's going to take you 30 minutes or more to put that thing on, you know. You got to gird it, you got to tie it, you got all that weight, you know, you got to carry it around. See, I, I still put my shirts on backwards sometimes, so putting on a shield, you know, I don't think it will be good for me. And that's my T-shirts, not the button shirts. I, I still get those right, just so you all know. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> See, but that is how important this piece is, you know. That's how important a shield is. And, you know, I, I thought the shield was just something, oh, man, I got to take this, carry it around. It's so heavy. I don't want it, you know. But, but Paul didn't just say take the shield, you know, because, you know, like I said, you have a, a, a chance of survival by just taking the shield. But the apostle Paul d- doesn't say just take the shield. You know, he says take on the whole armor of God. You know, the entire armor of God you need it in order to, to stand, right? We want to stand. Every piece is important, but the shield is crucial. Amen? I'm going to say that one more time. Every piece of the armor of God is important, but the shield is crucial. Amen? The shield is the first line of defense, and it's the only thing that can, pro- that can protect you as a whole. You know, just think about it. As you're protecting with a shield, you're able to turn in every direction, you know, protecting yourself 
at all times, you know. And every other piece of the armor of God protects specific areas of your body, but the shield can protect you all around. Because like I said, you're able to, 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 to I don't know what you call that action, wail or wheel? Wheel that shield around? Okay. All right. We're all learning in here. Amen. You're able to move it around. Let, let's say that, right? But, but it's not just any ordinary shield it talks about, right? This is a shield of faith. Amen. This is a shield of faith that it's talking about. See, because the faith that does not come from me, the faith that does not come from my neighbor, but it's a faith that comes from God. Amen. That's the faith that is talking about, the faith that comes from God. Amen. And that is the shield that we have. We have the shield of faith. Not Captain America's little throwing frisbee boomerang shield, you know. We have the shield of faith. Amen. I'd rather have that shield than that little, you know, Captain America. If, if, I hit, if I had his, I would sell it to the pawn shop in the heartbeat. Trust me, I, I don't need it. What am I going to fight the shield for, you know? I'm old school. I still will use knuckles, you know, but uh, don't find out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Amen. <laughs> See, and, but, but the Bible says that there is a specific use for this shield, you know? And it says that the shield is used to quench. Right? To quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, other translations replace the word quench to the word extinguish or to stop or to put out. You know? Why? Because these, these fiery darts are fiery. They have fire or fiery arrows, you know? And I, I got three questions today, you know, that I asked myself. And you probably asked yourself at some point, too. And the question is, why is there fiery darts or fiery arrows, you know. Now, commentaries say that uh, fiery arrows were used to attack the opponent from a long range, right? Not only did it intimidate the opponent as the opponent saw literal fire coming from, from the sky, but it also caused distraction. It caused fear and the occasional collateral damage when striking flammable objects. You know, so there was many uses for these fiery arrows or these fiery darts. You know, these fiery darts are the en is what the enemy uses for distractions. You know, it will it will distract you from the fight. You know, it, it will have you look at all times like, oh man, where's where are these coming from? You know, and where are they going? You know, because it's really hard to tell the trajectory of a fiery shield when it's coming towards you. You don't know if it's coming or it's passing you. You know, we don't know, um, but. You know, can you show the next image, Brad? Uh, you know, that's kind of what it looks like, you know? And we know that the enemy isn't going to, play, to fight fair, right? I found that image on Google. I didn't do that. I'm not that um, technology jock. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. I'm not that computer guy. I'm not that. Trust me. I barely know how to operate my phone. Amen. But you see, the enemy will not fight fair. Why? Because he's nasty and disgusting, and he's not going to fight fair. You know, he's, he's a, you know he's, he won't fight fair. Let's leave it at that. You know, he will try to distract us with these fiery darts or arrows. You know, he will try to harm us with these from a distance. That's how scared he is. He's, he's doing this from a distance. Amen? He's not getting close to you because the armor of God is for you to fight a hand-in-hand -hand combat. Not from a distance, you know. But, you know, he's, he's so scared that, that he does that, you know. The arrows can come from a long range, creating distance in the fight. Like I said, but for the, the whole reason for the armor is to go hand in hand and not, the, and not go in the distance. Because as we fight, we are gaining ground. Amen. 
As we fight, we are gaining ground. As I was doing research about the armor of God, I found that the shoes, and I, I, I believe Brother Trey mentioned it, some of them had spikes. So as they fought, they were grounded on, on the ground. They were not moved. And as they advanced, you know, they gained more ground. They gained more ground as they went forward, you know. We're not losing ground. Amen. The enemy will use the fiery darts to intimidate us and to have us back down. But we have to use the shield of faith Faith to extinguish, to stop, and to put out those fiery arrows as we advance forward. Amen? That is what the shield is for, to protect us as we go forward. As we move forward in faith, we will be protected because our faith is in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? This goes to show that we must put our faith first and in front of us. Amen? Everything begins with faith, right? We, we believe we are sanctified by faith. By faith, we go into the waters of baptism. Amen. By faith, we repent of our sins. And by faith, we know that we are forgiven. Amen. He goes before us. Amen. He goes beside us. He's always protecting us. Amen. Ephesians 6, 11, and 12. You know, the Bible says, now, I want to explain this real quick, that we are not fighting just one enemy. Amen. We're fighting many. You know, because... Look at what Paul says in Ephesians 6, 11, and 12. He says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes, strategies, or tricks of the devil, as other translations say. And then he says this, look, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, tell your neighbor, I'm not fighting you. You know, y'all don't want this, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, look, he says, principalities. Right against powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's fair to say that we are surrounded. Amen? We're getting covered from under, from above, right, in, in high places. I know high places mean in celestial places, but high is high. You know, it's, it's up there. You know, so because the enemy will attack us from every direction, even from above, with those fiery darts, like I said, right? But that's why we need the shield of faith. Amen? We have that shield of faith. And because we have that shield of faith, this faith goes before us. Amen? And we will be protected, you know? Uh, I had a brother tell me, you know, that, that the shield of faith means that you go forward and, and God got your back. You know, and that's what a shield is for. You know, and I understood. I was like, yeah, that, that, that's right. You know, like I said, we're gaining ground. We're going forward, Right? And we know that faith is this, according to Hebrews 11 and 1, very famous scripture about, about faith. Uh, the Bible says there that now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is what faith is. Amen. And we have faith because we have hope. Amen. We have faith today because we have hope. Now, faith gives us evidence of those things that we are hoping for, even when we don't see them. Amen. Faith is that evidence even when we don't see it. Now, we want to see these things, but because we have faith or because uh, we, our faith is at work, the only thing that we have for now is evidence, you know? Before the hope things come to completion, there must be faith. But until it's completed, we will only have evidence, amen? God gives us evidence to let us know that he is working things out, amen? We may not see the full thing, but we know that God is working things out, amen? Now, I found this very interesting in the second book of Kings uh, chapter 6, verses 13 through 17. Uh, I'm going to give a little bit of um, background before we go into it. Now, the king of Syria um, had called his army, right, to, to seize the prophet Elisha because God was revealing to the prophet 
his plans of attack, right? And the prophet helped the king of Israel by warning him so he could avoid those areas. You know, he was protecting him in a way, right? But we pick up the story here in verse 13. And he said, this is the king of Syria speaking, go and spy where he is. He said, go, go and see where this guy is at, you know, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan or Dothan. I don't know how you all say it. Uh, please help me. Dothan? 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 All right. All right. I'm still learning English, just so you all know. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and the great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about, or they surrounded the city, amen? And uh, verse 15, and when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city with both, uh, both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? Now, I, re I read this very calmly, but I'm, I'm figuring that this guy is panicking. You know, other translations say, my Lord, what are, what are we going to do? You know, well, you know, he's scared. He's scared. He's panicking in a way, right? Um, his, his reaction let us know that he had little faith. Amen. And that's a thread that we find in the Bible a lot, right? But I'm expanding on this a little bit. We see by his reaction that he had little faith. Because look at, at, at the prophet's reaction instead, right? The prophet prays to God so that he may have faith. Amen. Or so that he may see Evidence of things not seen. Look what happens. He's going to see evidence of things not seen. Verse 16. And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that are with them. Amen. There are more fighting for us than there are fighting against us. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Amen. Amen. The servant needed to see evidence of things not seen because that's what faith is. Amen. His faith has to be put at work. That's the confidence that we have. Amen. His faith was elevated at the moment, and that's why we had confidence. Amen. That's why he had confidence. Amen. If we do not have faith, we cannot see that God is with us. Amen? We think, that, we think that we are lost. We think that we are losing. But if we don't have faith, we cannot see that God is with us. We must have faith that God is with us no matter the situation. Amen? Amen. No matter what, where you may find yourself, if you have faith in God, your situation has to change. Amen? Our faith must be great, not little. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Right. See, the disciples were told by Jesus that they had little faith. Now, if, if I was the disciple, I would have been a little offended, to be honest. And if I was Jesus, I would have been offended at their lack of faith, too. Right. So, you know, but I'm not them. I'm, you know, I'm a little worse than they are. Amen. But God is still working in us. Amen. Amen. And I say us, <laughs> but I said me. <laughs> Sorry, my throat keeps drying, but God is good. Amen. Amen. In Matthew 8, 23 and 26, I love this, this story. Amen. We see that, that, that Jesus goes into a ship, right, in, in verse 23. And when he was entered the ship, talking about Jesus, his disciples followed him, right, because that's what disciples do. They follow Jesus, amen. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with, with the waves, but he was asleep. Jesus was asleep, right. Verse 25, and his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. Again, I read that softly, but I'm sure they were not saying it like that. They were probably shaking, like, wake up, you know, <laughs> we're perishing, you know. And he said unto them, why are you fearful? 
And then he asked him, O ye of little faith, you know, why are you fearful of your little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Now, just like the prophet's servant, the disciples were much scared of what was surrounding them. But here's the difference. Even though Jesus was in the midst of them, you know, the, 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 the prophet's servant didn't have evidence that God was there. But the disciples had Jesus right there with them. God in the flesh was right there with them. And the disciples are pronounced to have little faith because they had already seen more than enough evidence that suggests that Jesus is the almighty God. Amen. They had seen Jesus heal the lepers. They had seen Jesus open the blind eyes. They had seen him cast out demons. They had seen him heal the sick. They had seen Jesus perform miracles left and right. They had seen all his power and authority. They had seen him move. Amen. Amen. Jesus was with them in the storm. He was in the midst of them, but he wasn't moving because he was sleeping, right? See, Jesus wasn't even worried about the storm. Amen. This is how calm he was. He was sleeping. Have you ever been so calm that you sleep? You know, when you don't worry about nothing, you just sleep. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That's what Jesus was doing. Meanwhile, these guys were, man, we're going to perish, you know. Jesus like, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't know if Jesus snored, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I hope not. Um, see, they had many reasons to have enough faith to know that even though they are in the middle of the tempest, they're going to be fine because Jesus was with them. Amen? Right. But instead, they were so fixed on the problem that they didn't realize who was with them. Amen. They were so fixated on the, in the waves and the storm that they did not realize that Jesus was with them. Right. You know, if we are not careful, we can focus so much on the attacks that we don't see who's with us. Right. Amen. Right. We can focus so much on all the turmoil that we don't see who is with us. Amen. Right. Now, we focus so much on the fiery darts that we forget that we have our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. To protect us and to deliver us. Right. Hallelujah. Now, these are the attacks, right, of the, of the devil because now the great tempest was caused by the prince of the power of the air. Anybody know who that is? Satan himself, right? Now, he saw, well, all these guys, all the 12 disciples and Jesus are in the ship. He probably thought, this is my moment. This is my chance to kill them or to intimidate them at, at the most, right? That's, I got that from a, from a commentary, right? He said, this is my chance to, to harm them. This is my chance to try to kill them. This is my chance to try to intimidate them, you know. But when we have faith in Jesus, it reminds us that he has control even of the winds of the seas and of any attack that comes from the enemy, even those fiery darts. Amen. Hallelujah. And in Matthew 8 and 27, uh, if we can read the last one, uh, they, they receive revelation, you know. They marveled saying, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? They're like, man, who is he that even the winds, you know? I'm like, they've seen Jesus heal the sick. They've seen him cast devils. Why are they still doubting? You know, that's why they were called yield of little faith. You know, now we see why. Even, even, even when he calmed the storm, they were still, like, amazed. You know, I wouldn't be. I'm like, that's Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, send some other storms. I want to see more of this, you know? See, and David knew this, right? In Psalm 89, verse 8 through 9, look, 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 look what it says. He says, O Lord, God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee? 
or to thy faithfulness. There's that word faithfulness again. Round about thee. It says, thou rulest the raging of the sea. When the waves thereof arise, thou stills them. In other words, when the waves come, you calm them. When the tempests come, you calm it. Amen. When the fiery darts come, your, our faith in Jesus Christ will extinguish them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it is not our armor protecting us from those darts. It is the shield of faith. Amen. See, the devil might think that he has us surrounded. But because we have that shield of faith, by faith we know that God is with us. Amen. And just like the prophet, there, are, there is more with us than against us. Amen. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now the reason why there are fiery darts is because the enemy is trying to put our focus on those darts, right, so that we can be intimidated, right? But our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ will work as a shield. You know, it will protect us and it will cover us. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Now, my second question is, uh, and I have three, so we're getting close, right? Uh, what, where are these arrows coming from? You know, where are these arrows coming from? And the answer is that they're coming from all around, right? Because like I said earlier in Ephesians 6 and 12, you know, the enemy's not working alone. He's got, you know, all the rulers, right, of the darkness, all, all principalities, all um, uh, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. Like I said earlier, he's, we, we, we may look like we're surrounded, right? So pretty much all hell is against us because it's not saying Satan is attacking us. He's talking about, about uh, the, the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are just different entities you know, of demonic beings, you know. So all hell is fighting us, right? It's attacking us with these fiery darts or arrows from every angle. But the good thing about a shield is that it can be, to, it can be used to protect us all around, like I said earlier, right? We can wield it, right? We can, what was that word again? Wield, wield it. Wield, wield, wield. Okay. The shield protects us at all angles, especially if we are fighting together. Amen. Amen? Because we have to fight together, amen, as an army, right? Because Ephesians 6 and 10, look what it says, right, uh, a little before. I'm going a little backwards, I understand that. But Ephesians 6 and 10, look, he says, finally, my brethren, you know? He doesn't say my brother. He's not speaking to one person. He's speaking to a whole lot of brothers, to a lot of y'all, right, a lot of us, I would say. You know, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you know? But here's the thing, even though we're fighting together, doesn't mean that I'm, I have to help you put on your armor or you have to help me put your armor. You have to do it on your own, amen? You know, I, I cannot put it on for you and you cannot put it on for me, amen? So that, that's just something I wanted to point out. Uh, because we're not fighting alone, we're, fighting, we're not fighting against each other, we're fighting against the enemy, amen? Now, uh, can you show that next picture? Uh, there's a formation called the Testudo formation. Uh, in other words, it stands for a turtle shell, right? And now this, this formation was formed either in battle to ward off the arrows, right? And this is what historians say, you know, it was used to, to ward off the arrows and other missiles of the enemy, or which was more frequently the case, to form a protection to the soldiers when they advanced, amen? And that's what I said earlier, we're advancing, amen? We're gaining ground. We're not losing, amen? As they advanced to the walls or gates of a town for the purpose of attacking them. Amen. So the point of going into battle is to gain which seems to be lost. Amen. 
the enemy thinks that he has taken from us. Amen? But it is time to unite. Hallelujah. To fight together and to gain back that ground that was lost. Amen? It is time to take back what the enemy has taken. Amen? The enemy can't have it. Amen? We're taking it back. Hallelujah. Amen. You should tell your neighbor, we're taking it back. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1 and 10, the Bible says, you know, he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye speak all the same, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions amongst you. In other words, be united, right? But that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Amen. The New Living Translation says it this way, uh, be united in thought and purpose, you know. And that is, that is the purpose that we have. And, amen. We're fighting together. We're using our shield. We're using our faith, fighting together. Amen? amen. We may think that we are alone in this fight, but we must be united. Amen. For one purpose, and that is taking back what the enemy has taken. Amen. And my third question, what are the fiery darts, darts or arrows? You know, I read this from a, a commentary. The, the, the commentator says, the enemy uses flaming arrows, right, he calls them, against us. Arrows on fire are effective because they cause a distraction. You know, that's what I said earlier. From the main battle. Because you cannot fight both fire and the enemy at once, right? In his wisdom, God gave us a tool to protect us from the flaming arrows of the evil one. He gave us, he gave us a shield of faith. Amen? Now, faith is a conduit that connects us to the great powers of God in his word. Amen? Through the gift of faith, God's light, salvation, strength, and healing come because God is faithful to us. Amen? I mean, Psalm 91 and 4 says it this way. You know, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wing shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. The New Living Translation says, his truth shall be your armor and protection. Amen? Now, as the flaming arrows fly at you, God will cover you. Amen? That's what the shield is. Like I said, that faith is not my faith. It is my faith in God. Right. Amen? With God protecting us, the enemy will have to get past God before he can get to us. And we know that ain't happening. Amen? That is our faith that we have. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And lastly, the Bible says uh, that the shield is used to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And like I said, other translations say extinguish, stop, and to put out the fiery darts or these fiery arrows, right? Because the fiery darts or the arrows will come, right? But the fire will be extinguished before it can harm us, amen? Like I said earlier, those arrows were meant to cause collateral damage, you know? Some of those shields were made of wood. So, you know, wood catches on fire, right? You know? So, again, the fire will come, but we will not feel the heat. You know, I know I've heard that somewhere in the Bible about somebody being the fire, but not being, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. I'm, I won't get into it because I don't have that much time. And uh, let me skip over this then. But those three Hebrew children were in the fire and they, they were not affected because God was with them. And that is that certainty that we have this, that we have today. Amen. That the fire will come, but it will not harm us because they will be extinguished. They will be stopped. They will be put out by the shield of faith. Amen. Amen. And secondly, <clears throat> we got to take on the helmet of salvation. Amen. The helmet of salvation. Amen. And uh, what I like to do a lot, and you probably know this by now, I like to look up words in the dictionary because I'm still learning, like I said. 
And, and, and I wanted to look up the word salvation, and here's what it says. It's got two, two definitions. The first one, it says, preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. That's the first. The second one is deliverance from sin and its consequences believed to be brought by faith in Christ. Now, we are saved because as sinners, our destiny was to die, right? In Romans 6 and 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. Amen? We were supposed to die. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That is a salvation that we have. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. See, Jesus died for us because he loves us. Amen? Romans 5 and 8, the Bible says, but commendeth his love towards us. He's talking about Jesus. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Again, that is a salvation that we have. Amen? The reason for the salvation is to be saved from sin and become a people of God, right? That's the purpose of salvation. But how does that happen, right? Well, we must repent. Anybody know the plan of salvation? Amen. Repent. What's next? Be baptized. Receive the Holy Ghost. And I will add this one, live a life that pleases God. Amen. See, when you are saved, your sins are forgiven. Your judgment is taken and your condemnation is gone. I'm going to say that one more time. When you are saved, your sins are forgiven. Your judgment is taken and your condemnation is gone. But the enemy has come to do the opposite. You know, he's come to tempt you into sinning. And then judge you for it. And then condemn you for it. Amen. So this is why the helmet is important. You know. Ask yourself, why is the helmet so important? You know. I ask my generation, do you know why it's important? All these concussions your kids were having. You know, not me. I, I never wrote those things. Thank goodness. You know, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> you know, as a helmet, it protects our heads, right? Number one, because in extreme cases, in, in battle, in extreme cases, think about this. You could have lost a leg. Think about it, an arm. Various organs can be removed or replaced, right? We, we, we know that we can live without a kidney. You know, we know that we can get a new liver, a new heart maybe, Right? Now, you might not function properly, but you will still live, right? You know, there's people that are losing, missing limbs, right? And, and, they're, and they're still living, right? You know, but a head injury can be devastating. And even worse, if you lose your head, you die. You know, I can lose an arm and still kind of thrive, right? I can lose a leg and still hop around, you know? But if I lose my head, I'm not coming back from that. Amen. <laughs> Keeping your head protected is important. Amen? You'll imagine me not jumping, huh? Okay. All righty. I pray not, but all right. See, especially when the enemy is attacking your head. You know? I've read somewhere that our mind is the battleground of the enemy. Amen? He's always attacking our heads. See, when the enemy attacks, you must guard your head. You must guard your thoughts. But how? How do we do that? Knowing that you are saved. Amen. That is why it's called the, the helmet of salvation. Because we're realizing that we are saved. And because what God has done, the devil can't take it away. Amen. What God did for me in Calvary, the devil cannot take it away. The devil will try to discourage you. Amen. But 2 Corinthians uh, 10, uh, 3 to 5, the Bible says, For we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. You know, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Casting down 
here's how you do it. Casting down imaginations and everything that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. It's a helmet. And bringing into captivity, submitting, right, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Because these thoughts will not come from God that they're talking about here. These are the, the, the thoughts that come from a sinful flesh. And maybe from the battleground of the enemy. Amen. But we have to surrender them, bring them captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. Amen. That, ha- that is how salvation works. Amen. When we give ourselves to God, we are saved. Amen. Amen. You have to remind yourself, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. That's right. Now one more thing happens when we are saved. And that is that our identity changes. Yeah. Amen. And that is what the helmet provides. Amen. The helmet provides salvation because it's a helmet of salvation. Or, like I said in the, in the definition of salvation earlier, right? It provides preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Amen? So the helmet provides, number one, salvation, and number two, identity. You know, can you show that last picture of the helmet? See, this is what the type of helmet that Paul was talking about. Now, you notice something? Something that pops out, you know, that little dust, duster, broom, mop, whatever. <laughs> See, I didn't know this, but every, I mean, even though the armor of every nation may look the same, the thing that, differenti- that differ- differentiated them was the helmet. Yeah. Amen? They all bought their, their armor at Costco or something, you know, wholesale. <laughs> but they're like, this, this piece this here, this is how they're going to recognize us. Amen? Because when you see the enemy far, that thing is, you know, it's a mohawk. You're already there, you know. You know? You know? I, I never dyed my hair, but, you know, that, that was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know? When you, see, when you see a soldier coming from afar, that's the first thing you see. Everything else looks the same. But this gives you an identity. Amen? This gives you an identity, just like the helmet of salvation gives us an identity. Amen? We are no longer sinners. We are no longer lost. We belong to God now. Amen? Hallelujah. And not only that, but it, lets, it, let, it let everybody else know what rank you had. You know, th- th- there are many variations of this helmet. Some have the one going across. Some had just the one feather. Some had white, you know, or red, but with different, you know, things. And, and, and nowadays, you know, in the military, you got the little uh, insignias, you know, the stripes and all that to, to, to tell you what rank you are. Back then, they had those little feathers or brooms or whatever, you know. You know, if you needed a suite, just attach a pole to it and you got yourself a broom, you know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, it, it represented your, your position, you know. When we put that, that helmet of salvation, we, pos- we, we, we remember where we are. And that is that we are saved. Amen? And when we put on that helmet, it lets, it lets the enemy know who we're fighting with or who are we fighting for. Amen? And when the enemy sees lots of those helmets that look the same, he ought to shake. Amen? Because we're going to fight together. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Our, our helmet is not just any ordinary helmet. Amen? It represents who we belong to. And it represents who we are. Amen? I'm coming to a close. You can stand to your feet. Amen. Like I said earlier, I, 
I had a lot of, um, I'll be honest with you all, I had a lot of doubts going into this lesson. Because I was like, I, I don't know the first thing about, about shields. I've never used a helmet, you know, but I never rode a bike or anything like that before too. So, you know, I didn't need to. So I didn't know the first thing about shields. And I, I was a little, a little scared going into this lesson, you know, but God is good. Amen. But, 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 here's, but here's what I realized. This is the conclusion that I've come to. Is that historians say that the, that the, that the um, shield is crucial, right? And it also, they also say that the helmet is crucial, right? Because like I said earlier, you, you can lose your limbs, you can lose your you know, kidney, you can lose all this. But if you lose your head, that's it, you know? And the, and, and, and the, and the, the shield, like I said earlier, you can go to war even, you know, in your underwear. And if you still have a shield, you might make it, you know? And that's how important these two, these two artifacts are. Don't imagine me going into these things. Get that picture out of your head. <laughs> Amen. I know I'm up here. I'm your lead thing I see right now. But anyway, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. The, 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 these, these two things go hand in hand very well. Amen. Because as we are being defended by our faith around us, our position in Jesus Christ keeps our heads still. Amen. Amen. Would you raise your hand in this place and thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you, God, for your salvation that was offered to us, Lord. For we know that you died for us, Jesus, that we are redeemed today, Lord, that we are called yours. We belong to you, Jesus. You have taken us. Hallelujah, Lord. You have adopted us. We belong to you, Lord. We identify with you, Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you for that protection that goes with us everywhere we go, Lord, that's around us. And that is your faithfulness, Lord. That is the faith that we have this morning that you are with us and that you are keeping us straight, that you are keeping our head put on, and that we are not losing the battle, but we are gaining ground. We're not losing in this place. We're going to gain back what the enemy thought he took. It does not belong to you. Somebody declared that. It, did not, it does not belong to you, devil. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Will you give us? Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, sheep.